Alright guys, welcome back, welcome back. We're back at Tomboy Official. Um, today, I'm not too prepared to talk about this topic, but we're going to be talking about crushes. Because, you know, crushes are weird. It's always just, it can be a little odd. And if you're hearing this, is probably maybe the beginning of a new week. I don't know. I don't know when I'm actually going to post this, but I'm thinking Mondays, maybe Sundays. I don't know. I'm trying to put them out and uh, schedule them to post. So we'll see what I actually end up doing. <clears throat> um. So, yeah. Because I'm recording these back to back and I'm off work today and I've had some other days off and I'm kind of just recording because I'm free um a lot of the these recordings you know they're not one of them had like a really really long intro um the one I did about baby gaze um but all these other ones are going to be recorded directly after that. So I don't really have too many updates because I just said them all. Um, but I guess the biggest update would be that I'm going to be coming out with an OnlyFans. I'm going to be posting other content on there that I don't think I can just easily post up on here. Because I don't want things to get taken down. Or for it to fall into the hands of the wrong audience. I know that people who are younger are still interested in sexuality and those sorts of topics. Um, but depending how, I mean, I don't know what's considered explicit, but I guess if it gets to be a little less than just educational explanations of things and social explanations of things, kind of lecture style, then it becomes, um, like if it's entertainment related I feel like it becomes what's considered adult content I could be wrong on that but that's kind of the impression I get like you can talk about sex you can talk about sex toys sexuality anything like that sexual identities from an educational perspective talking about terminology and talking about um cultural differences and you know just educating people about different aspects of communities and things like that um but the second it becomes just entertainment value for, um, I guess, for for pleasure related, like if you're reading or watching or listening to something and it's not just for education, but it's to kind of tap into that um, entertainment aspect or watching it for some sort of pleasure to some to some extent, then I feel like it's considered adult content at that time. And so... I mean, I know that people who are underage watch and listen to and read all kinds of things. I did when I was young. Um, And now that it's more available, I'm sure other people do too. But I'm trying to build this podcast and I really don't want it to get completely canceled because it's already hard enough um, providing LGBT content and content for minority groups and genderqueer um, gender, um, binary, non-binary, you know, related content, trans, uh, trans topics, things like that, and then trying to kind of stay afloat. So I probably, I decided that, you know, instead of posting a bunch of explicit types of, uh, not personal, but fictional stories and things like that, um, linking them on the podcast, I'll just open up an OnlyFans and that will be what kind of weeds people out as far as um, their age ranges. And I mean, I, I don't, I think that people who are younger should still have proper sexual education. I don't think that 
they should have to learn about like internal body organs only and be stuck with that kind of like how a lot of us in my generation as we're called elder millennials a lot of us how we were taught about human sexuality from a very heteronormative perspective a lot of us who went to religious schools or just during the political climate there was no real um open conversation in societies too much about like queer topics and gay stuff um, lgbt nothing um i don't know how old i even was when i heard lgbt i don't remember probably in college i hadn't even like heard that i didn't even know that like a rainbow flag represented anything i know it represents like um like unity peace um like in europe you see them around a lot it doesn't necessarily mean that it's like a gay establishment but around here when you see a, a rainbow flag it's kind of like gay owned gay friendly um we know that gays come here we don't mind gays coming here we're an ally environment if not already an lgbt um owned business or something along those lines um something a little more open-minded but yeah i don't want to exclude people so i'm still gonna provide this content that i'm always talking about but i'll put more entertainment related like because i do like to write short stories and stuff very gay short stories and sometimes they're they've got some explicit content to them um so there's that um that i don't think i can share on this channel unfortunately um so you'll be able to find it on OnlyFans, but i'm gonna wait until i get enough content to post on OnlyFans. And then I'll post the links in the descriptions. And so at this moment, it may not be in the description yet. Um, I'm not even going to say the title yet of the of the OnlyFans. Because um, there's nothing on it. <laughs> there's an account that's open. Otherwise, there's no content posted at all. So I'm going to wait to post it. But... I was just kind of thinking, like, you know, what do I wish was out there? What do I wish I, I saw out there? Um, something that I don't see much of. I mean, up until recently, and they're usually people about my age, like masculine, female, um, you know, artists, you know, content creators, um and people of color just different types of gender presentations and different gender identities of people a lot of it's on youtube um so that's cool because you can just easily search that um but so let's is that all i had to say that's all i had to say but yeah i was just saying um i I want to post stuff that I feel like I have a hard time finding. And I notice for people who are... I mean, I use... I say this all the time, though. I use words like queer, genderqueer, LGBT. I mean, it's kind of like... To me, it's kind of interchangeable language. I know that different people identify in their own ways. If I say genderqueer, I mean... You know, there's there are trans people. There are androgynous presenting people there are masculine feminine presenting people um there are gender non-binary people there are people who have a binary gender identity um some people are cisgender some people are transgender or non-gender or there are multiple ways of expressing gender and instead of saying all of that and other things that i already didn't even say yet i usually just say gender queer um or lgbt and i know that not all the time when someone has a gender presentation that's a certain way it doesn't necessarily have anything at all to do with the person's sexuality with their sexual identity those two things are completely separate things but i feel like the majority of where i see the gender related um differences tends to be in the lgbt plus community um but I know it's not always that way. I mean, you can still be gender, gender queer. You can still be non-binary and be, you know, 
a straight person you're just not a cis person but um I feel like it's hard to kind of tease out a lot of different things so I mean this is for everybody um I think even if straight cis people listen on here that's totally cool I've got no issue with them. I've got no issue with it. I I have a lot of straight cis allies. I, I think they're awesome, good friends, good family. Um, So I'm not, like, knocking them or trying to exclude them or anything. It's just, you know, if you guys want to learn about, you know, the dating scenes or crushes or, you know, how to have sex with people and stuff like that, like, you, it's easy to find because it's everywhere and you just buy any book in the mainstream or any video in the mainstream and you'll find it and the rest of us who don't fit into that straight cis kind of box realm we have to kind of go outside to search for things so that's kind of what I do more of here is kind of expand on what I notice is kind of out there or what I was growing up with and just put out other information that you know isn't maybe always just available from like a textbook like if you're a student and you're watching listening to this kind of like after school or something it's like depending on how your school is your teachers probably aren't talking about these topics um and if they are good for them you know good for you too that you have teachers that kind of are able to and allowed to talk about these things but I mean I even had gay teachers growing up and I didn't even know they were gay till I was like in college and because I was still involved with the church, hung out with them, uh, or they came through town when I was visiting someone else in Northern California, and then they were, you know, talking about their wife and, you know, their relationships and stuff, and, but it never came up in school, it never came up at all, this was just a teacher that I thought was maybe like a tomboy or something, I don't know what I thought about her, but, um, she was more masculine presenting, she was probably in her 20s back then, and was super cool, um, and I remember when I was, like, um, I mean, she taught us how to bake pies, I remember that, we used to make pies and sell them for, like, 20 bucks, and those were such good pies, they were so good, and I remember once talking about having a crush on this guy that was, like, probably three, four grades ahead of me, I was probably in like seventh grade or sixth grade in her class and I think he he was like a tenth grader or something and just because he was a black guy I was like talking to some other girl that was in my class and I was like yeah I have a crush on him like whatever and I kind of saw the teacher kind of looking at me and I was like she was probably like, yeah you're gay like you don't have a crush on him like whatever um but I heard her kind of, I kind of noticed she was kind of like listening to the conversation, which was kind of funny. Um, anyways, though, guys, I want to get into this topic, talking about crushes. Um, usually I think I talk about them from, you know, I don't know how I usually talk about this. Um, I've recorded other episodes about crushes, but... Again, for us, for us non-straight or non-cisgender people, crushes get complicated, guys. It, it can be hard, uh, but I don't always want to talk about the difficult, challenging kind of stuff. You know, it's not all negative. Um, I think the hardest part, um, as with most things, the hardest part about a crush, just like the hardest part of dealing with you know, overcoming, like, a problem or, like, anything like that is we all know what to do, right? It's not like, it's not like when you have a crush, you don't know that, hey, if I confront the crush and tell them how I feel and try to see how they feel, then I'll be able to, um, you know... Um, like that, that. That's just. I mean, that's as easy as it is, right? But the reason why we don't do that is because we feel awkward about it. We feel uncertain about it. 
it's hard to trust like if the other person's gonna reciprocate or make us feel humiliated or bad or out us or um it's not that we don't know what to do it's just that you know making the decision to actually open that conversation is you know it puts a person in a vulnerable position um nobody wants I, i think i think like for example for myself one reason why i notice i don't bring up certain things is because a lot of times people's reactions make it hard for me to want to tell them things or talk to them so for example i have a friend who whenever i you know tell her something um that's kind of serious or whatever she kind of is like oh really oh you know like kind of like really like i don't know what the word is like just her expression how she's so overly sometimes maybe overly eager to talk about you know overly eager to kind of talk about you know personal topics or how she's so easily excitable about them like she gets really like excited about people like sharing personal things with her um just kind of her reactions are kind of like dude i'm like whoa like calm down you know (laughs) like it kind of makes me a little bit uncomfortable um so i know when people are like that it's kind of hard or for myself also um if i'm out somewhere and i'm kind of like in a crowd or like at a club or bar or somewhere that's like noisy or not like a like private environment it's kind of too public or like you have to talk louder than you would normally kind of I'm a quieter person so I notice when it's like personal topics I don't tend to talk about them a lot at bars and clubs so that gets hard for me because a lot of times when I meet somebody or when I'm with my friends we're at a bar or a club and so it's like I want to talk to them I want to like be with them and like um, be involved but it's like hard for me to be like really open because it's like some things I don't want to be talking about screaming over the music you know I kind of want to talk about it so that I know that just they they heard it not everybody the DJ and the bartenders and the waiter all like overhearing me talking about all my personal life um even if I don't know the people even if I'm not going to come across those people again it's just kind of uncomfortable for me so those things i mean i'm not even specifically even talking about crushes there like approaching a crush or something but just in general when i talk to people and there's something kind of more serious that i want to talk about that's something i notice about myself is that i prefer those types of environments i prefer people who are good at listening and open-minded um who don't really judge or like tell me what to do um who kind of understand things and don't try to especially if it's like an lgbt type topic i don't tend to like it when people kind of make it into their own weird like sexual fetish kind of thing like i know that people have them and not like knocking that people have fetishes but one really annoying one for me is when and not all straight males are like this I I only really know one who does this that's like whenever I bring up anything about like dating or women or anything like that he starts talking about like um like how he wants to have a threesome with like lesbians or something you know it's kind of stuff like that that i'm like okay i know i get that that's what you want but i'm trying to tell you that i'm like trying to talk to you about this situation with like a woman that i met that maybe i'm trying to date or something like that like he's just not 
really able to really have those conversations like he's not a person who's easy to talk to about stuff so if I'm really in a in like a vulnerable headspace I really don't talk to him about things um if I just want to like screw around and like play with ideas and just talk about like women's boobs and asses or something he's kind of the person you talk to like that he's not really the person that you kind of talk to about like more serious like stuff you know so that's kind of something I noticed I think it helps with crushes in general to just kind of know what you prefer so if you kind of know socially what you prefer just in general when you're approaching people and if you feel like you know having a crush puts you in a vulnerable position um or you feel kind of more vulnerable because you have a crush um uh especially if they don't know or if you're not you know if you're lgbt and you aren't really out or you are out and you're not really able to approach the person easily like i mean I would say the most inconvenient places, in my opinion, to develop a crush. And I know it's not on purpose. It's not like you're like, I'm going to have a crush on this person. They just sneak up on us, right? Like somebody just sometimes grows on you and you just develop an interest in them. Or sometimes it's just like at first sight, you're like, oh, they're really hot. I really like the way they look. They're sexy kind of thing. Um, So however the crush develops, I really usually don't prefer it to be through like work or school or any professional setting because I really like my professional boundaries to be pretty strict, but I know it's not something that can be controlled too much. I mean, like, yeah, you can control how you react and stuff, but, like, you can't, like, force yourself not to have a crush on somebody. If you do like them, you do, you just like them. What are you gonna do? Um, but I like, um, when it's, when there aren't a lot of um boundaries that might be crossed and i think it is helpful to have like a trusting friendship but sometimes it can be really really hard if you have a friendship a trusting friendship um it can be hard to maybe try to talk to somebody about how that might look um especially when you know you get along good you know you have a good relationship you know that there's the trust there um you know that you know you have similar values you like one another a lot uh you share a lot of you know intimate times so i would say a couple approaches that make it easy for me and then this isn't the same for everybody but a couple approaches of approaches that have made things easier for me either when people approach me this way or this is kind of how I I tend to approach things with people but it's not <clears throat> um always the way that I do things or always the way that it's come up so the first one would be kind of um I mean I've never had something that was like a crush outside of a friendship it's always been like okay like we get to know each other, feel each other out, and then we kind of notice, okay, I have some kind of feelings for you. Um, so one way, and I've talked about this maybe before, one way to approach it, for myself anyways, um, is like if I'm interested in somebody and just kind of focusing with them on like the friendship, kind of reflecting on our friendship, um, that kind of... we have neighborhood kids that just keep running around the block and they're always playing um goodness sorry about that um yeah my windows open and there's like neighborhood kids running around because they're out of school um it's actually good to see you know kids being active and outside and having fun in the sun and like that's a healthy thing they're like the only kids in the whole neighborhood that i see um and i'm sure there's so many more um kids but they never come outside so it's kind of cool to see those kids out on scooters and stuff it kind of reminds me when I was like really young and like running around with like super soaker water guns with my friends and like 
playing with guns with them and stuff and video games when they started coming in that's when we started hanging out inside more or on like rainy days with board games but I mean that's how old I am (laughs) I was there when um Nintendo became popular and the Super Nintendo and all that um I feel like all the other systems before that didn't really get to like the addictive aspect um the the addictive aspect um that was there um but anyways yeah I would say you know reflecting on the friendship kind of can help you know kind of bringing it up like okay like hey I know we've we've been getting along for a long time we've known each other a long time and like you know if you like appreciate their friendship or enjoy you know the time you spend together and you really value um the relationship and things like that um just kind of letting the other person know that um I mean it can be a little awkward too I mean it also kind of helps to kind of even before that like preface it with you know are you in a place where you you can like talk about like can we talk about this like is it okay to like open this conversation or talking generally about dating or you know opening those discussions of like if they're dating someone or what kind of how they date or if if they um go on dating apps and that kind of thing or whatever you know and then maybe you can kind of, you know, kind of ease into it a little bit, like talking about your views on the friendship that you have together and kind of going a little further, talking about how you feel about the friendship and how you feel about, you know, maybe dating in general and how you kind of feel about like that friendship if you guys either yeah like it can be a conversation or you just expressing yourself so it kind of depends how you and your friend talk to each other do they usually say hey I want to talk to you about something or do you usually say hey I want to talk to you about something I've had something on my mind on my heart whatever like or do you just both talk if you feel more comfortable kind of asking them more questions so like that's come up too, where it's been like just want to check in and see how you feel about our friendship because I know we get along good and we vibe on a lot of different things we have a lot of things in common and you know on a spiritual level on a on an emotional level we kind of have a lot of trust and understanding like um how do you feel about the way our friendship is about the way things are like would you ever want to be more than friends do you currently want to be more than friends um did you ever want to take it to a different type of friendship a different level of um you know I don't know if the word romantic is necessarily but like a different type of intimate relationship where you know it's kind of more like a you know a different level of friendship Um, a different aspect of friendship. I mean, level implies that, like, it's better. I mean, I don't really think that if you have an intimate relationship with somebody, um, either physically intimate or just, like, vulnerably intimate or emotionally intimate or, um, you know, but usually people phrase it as the next level, like, a different level or next level of our friendship it doesn't necessarily mean that the current friendship isn't good enough but I think I don't really like that phrasing I mean I've used it before because I don't know really helps to say it but I mean you want to probably say things in a way that people understand and, and just naturally the way you talk you know and um, there can be a lot of like kind of naturally talking around something um, I mean, I've had people ask me out before where literally I would have said yes in another setting and I literally said no because I was kind of like caught off guard and like really embarrassed. Like I probably mentioned it before, but like there was 
when I was like in probably like seventh grade or something, we used to have banquets because um, the denomination I was, you know, the school that um, I was at was part of a Christian denomination that didn't believe in dancing at all. So we didn't have dances because they weren't supposed to dance. So we had banquets. So there were like formal sit down food banquets with like a magician or some kind of live music entertainment or something that you're like viewing, watching, uh, comedians, stuff like that. Um, no alcohol, nothing like that. So we um we kind of all were like um Oh, man, we were all, like, um, I don't know what I was talking about. I'm sorry. I do that a lot, guys. I kind of, like, totally spaced out there. But, oh, yeah, so, yeah, I was with some other kids, and we were all, it was a guy. We used to play Magic the Gathering together and actually, like, hanging out with him. But my mom never would let me go over to his house. And so I only saw him at school. And, you know, we were on some class trip to the beach or something like that. I remember we were all kind of walking down the pier, maybe Santa Monica Pier or something like that. And um, he was kind of asking me a lot of questions that he knew I would say no to. Like, I don't know. But, for example, like, would you ever eat a booger? Would you ever, like, give away $100? um, you know, or thousand dollars to, like, a drug addict, like, would you ever, you know, like, things that are, like, okay, I'm clearly gonna say no to these, um, and me and him were walking in front, and then there was a group of people of other friends, like, all behind us, and so I remember I was saying, like, hell no to every question that he asked, because he was kind of being obnoxious, and he was like, hell no, hell no, hell no, like, I, like, that's what I was saying. Like, he was asking me questions. And at that time, I was kind of, like, not too in tune with my emotions. I was kind of more, um, kind of rough around the edges, a little too direct, a little just, like, you know, it'd be, like, cursing and swearing and, like, you know, just, you know how it is. When you go to, like, a Christian, really uptight kind of school, you kind of would rather be kind of like a little bit rebellious just because it brings that out of you as a teen it's just kind of like I want to like not follow the rules when nobody's looking um and we weren't even really allowed to say things like hell no but I I was saying that you know um and he was kind of asking me I was like hell no hell no and um like asking me all these like questions like question after question but he would do that he'd be a little obnoxious and then whatever and then he was just like would you go with me to the banquet and I was like hell no and I wasn't even listening to him at this point I was just saying like hell no and it just came out because I asked he'd probably asked me like maybe five questions maybe 20 questions I don't remember it was a lot of questions where I was just saying hell no hell no and then I was kind of like oh like I can't um I don't know if I said like I'm not allowed or like whatever um, what I would have liked to say now is that, you know, we can go out somewhere else or we can plan to do some other thing or whatever. Um, but I did kind of regret that I didn't really approach that. Okay. Um, I was just like, hell no. And then like the people who were behind me, I know they kind of heard too. Um, but he kind of had an interest in me and I wasn't like not interested in him and it's not that I wouldn't go out with him I just didn't have like the kind of social awareness about that kind of thing um I remember for one of his birthdays I gave him a little dollar bill or something with a little cutout of my face on it um I didn't like not like him I mean I just never you know, came round, came full circle back around to that situation or, like, topic at all. Um, I wasn't very good at, like, 
being emotionally vulnerable and those types of topics coming up. And um, I wasn't used to being really, like, approached by people for that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, I'm noticing now that there were probably quite a few people that probably had some crushes on me that I just never... I just... Because, like, I'm not... I was never really, like, a very femme-presenting female. And being at, like, a really... um kind of very conservative, uptight Christian school and environment in general, I just assumed that, you know, if I don't look really femme and I'm not using makeup and all that, you know, guys don't like me and I can't date girls, so I'm just not dating anybody. Like, I wasn't really dating anybody um, until probably, like, college. I mean, I've had crushes before, like, in high school. Um, I remember, like, having a crush on some guy, too, and somebody calling me out in, like, the classroom saying, like, you have a crush on him, and I made some weird comment, like, like, he has a crush on you, or something like that, like, it was some kind of, like, insult, and then, like, they were like, oh, you know, um, he was always, like, super nice to me, and, you know, I was, like, I went from a school where I was kind of, like, not somebody, but, like, well-known, knew everybody, was kind of established there. My folks were kind of involved with the school, friends with the principal. I didn't get, like, special treatment or anything, but, like, I felt comfortable there. I wasn't, like, a new kid. And then I went to, like, a school of, like, I went from, like, a class size of 10 students where everybody had all known each other for, like, years, friends of the families and stuff like that, to a school where I had a school of 2,000 other students that were all my own age instead of a couple hundred to a hundred something K through 10 there were like a hundred 2,000 I mean students between four grades and my senior class had maybe 400 something students in it so that was a big change in my life and I was only at that school for two years so I wasn't you know I was still established with my friends from my other school because we had bands together and stuff and um we never really talked much about my dating interests it was always my other friends kind of talking about like theirs and there was kind of a point where I kind of started noticing like okay they're developing crushes on these type of people and going out on dates with these types of people and you know asking people out and stuff and I was I'd say I was pretty behind with that kind of stuff like I didn't really start asking people out t- probably till I was in, like, college, but I, you know, remember just, like, observing and seeing my friends, and, you know, there were some things that happened, like, one of my friends, you know, kind of, I don't know if he lost his virginity or was, like, hooking up with this one other person, and then some of the gossipy kind of you know, high school girls, like, one of the gossipy ones was, like, oh, he, you know, they were, like, hooking up, and, like, he thinks that they're, like, boyfriend-girlfriend in a relationship, but, like, she says they're not, and so, and it was kind of, you know, I would always hear about every side, because I would hang out with the guys, I would hang out with the girls, like, I'd hang out with everybody, so, um, you know, there was kind of that, and I think that's kind of one of the worst kind of um, settings, the worst kind of um, situations that can happen is, like, when you trust somebody with either, you know, if you're sleeping together, or if you have a crush on them, or if you're talking to them, and then they go blabbing to other people about like oh this person has a crush on me or oh this person likes me or oh this person you know we hooked up or whatever like um I think that's kind of everybody's worst case scenario worst case you know that they don't want to have that happen to them that they open up to somebody and that they're you know vulnerable and then somebody else just kind of crushes everything and I think that's why they're called crushes because you can get crushed pretty hard because you're kind of in a vulnerable situation you kind of have these kind of fuzzy, warm, kind of kind of these tender feelings for some other person. You don't really know how they feel a lot of the time. 
um, a lot of times it can really be like this unspoken thing too, and it's hard to really know, like, do I address this? Do I not address it? Are they, um, are they truthfully into me? Are they not into me? Are we, you know, together? Are we in a relationship? Are we not? Um, are we, um, like, there's a lot of things, um, that we can all kind of um notice kind of comes out and so yeah i think it can be pretty hard <clears throat> to approach kind of somebody who you might be interested in or might have an interest in um like i think I've been approached about it more than I've probably approached other people. There aren't that many people that I've kind of been kind of telling them how I feel. I also don't crush very easily or very often on people. Like, there are a few people I've crushed on that I know kind of friend-zoned me. Um, And then there were people that I thought friend-zoned me and then came out later and were kind of like... I always wondered what it would be like if we would have dated kind of thing. So it's like, okay, like I thought you friends on me. So I don't really know because we didn't really talk about it. Um, or someone who's been like, oh, yeah, I always tell my friends, you know, about these places. And like, um, I always take my friends here. Or this is a place I show to all my friends, you know, something like that. That's kind of like to me, that's like, oh. I get it, we're friends, okay, (laughs) you know, but I mean, that's always a good start, and, um, I mean, I've had, I've had some pretty, um, interesting crushes from people I've met online, that it just kind of didn't work out, um, but, you know, I've been ghosted, I've been, you know, just approached for like the hookups um I've been ignored (laughs) um I don't think I've had too many like terrible experiences though where it's been like I was truly invested and involved with this person and then they just kind of that didn't work out I mean I've definitely had that with friendships where I was like devastated at like a close friend moving I get really deep friendships with people a lot of times and when they move it's like when they when they move to a place like I have a friend who moved to North Carolina a friend who moved to Vegas it's kind of like oh man I wish they wouldn't have moved like it's kind of like heart crushing kind of like oh they moved you know like I didn't want them to move you know like I enjoy seeing you in person regularly and like just having discussions and hanging out and just shooting the shit and like going and doing activities together and spending time together and stuff like I really like that so um there's all that but I don't really know um Um, I don't, I don't really know, honestly, sorry, my head is like, I was totally thinking about something else (laughs) just now, um, (laughs) um, 
yeah, about a proposition. I kind of got propositioned, and I'm kind of trying to figure out if it's something I'm interested in or not. It's not even a crush. It's not even an, an interest in this person. Um, I was trying to talk to one of my friends about it, too, but he was maybe not the person to talk to about this. And I was just like, yeah, would you ever, like, hook up with somebody that you don't really find too physically, like, attractive? But, like, you could kind of do it just because they're willing. Like, that kind of thing. Um, Like, I don't know if that's called desperation. I don't know. But, I mean, whatever. Like, I don't really care. Um, But... I don't see anything wrong with making consensual decisions together with people, really. I mean, who cares, ultimately? Like, who cares? Um, But, I mean, ideally, you'd probably want to be attracted to a person. It helps. Um, But sometimes it's like, even if you're not physically attracted, if you've never met, you're not physically attractive, and you try to hook up, um, like, you can have a crush that's just, like, a physical related, like, I find them attractive, but you might not even, like, know this person yet, like, there's nothing about their personality other than, like, oh, they're nice to me, they say hi, uh, they're cute, I have a crush on them, um, if they approached you for, like, a not even a friend with benefits, but just like a hookup situation. Um, how would you approach it? I mean, I think it's different person to person, and it's different any type of person that would approach. So things are gonna vary. Um, but yeah, it 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 puts things. It, it's hard to be in like a vulnerable position when you really like somebody. It's hard to open those conversations, especially when you're friends. I always know I'm like. I'd rather not lose a friend by them feeling too awkward about how I feel about them. Um, So usually that's what keeps me from being open about it. That and um, so that keeps me from bringing up the conversation as well as like not really wanting to be in an emotionally vulnerable kind of position. Um... So, I guess that's mostly what I'd have to say about crushes is, I mean, you don't always have to approach it. Um, I mean, one of my friends was asking me about, like, how to get over a crush. I don't really know that exactly. I can say what worked for me was um, I had a crush who um, she started... Uh, dating some other female, um, and I met her girlfriend, because me and her were, like, friends, I met her girlfriend, um, I, uh, I talked to her girlfriend a lot, um, me and her girlfriend have a lot in common, and can hang out and stuff but then I realized um early on I mean I realized this like at first I was kind of sad like um like when I heard that um that my crush was kind of not single I was like oh that's kind of rough and then when I heard that my crush was like not single plus um like a little yeah um like what am I trying to say sorry my head somewhere else guys when I heard that my crush was not single and was like
Um, I'm trying to think of what happened. So I heard that they weren't single. I met their girlfriend and, you know, we all still were hanging out and stuff. Um, one thing that kind of helped me get over things was kind of noticing how she was with her girlfriend, what she's interested in, what attracted her to her girlfriend, um, what her girlfriend is like, what kind of personality she likes to be with, uh, what kind of future and values and kind of how they are in public and stuff like that. Like, I'm not like, you know, dissing them about it. Like, I love the way they are together. It's so adorable. And like, I, I'm, I'm not like wanting to be involved with this person anymore, but there was a crush there for sure. And then, um, 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 I don't know. Just, it was mostly, like, when I, I was able to kind of realize what my crush was into, what they were interested in, what turns them on, how they like to be, like, public displays of affection, certain stuff like that. Um... There's certain stuff that, like, okay, I'm not as outgoing as what she's attracted to. You know, I'm not, you know, I don't look like physically what she's attracted to. I don't, um, gravitate towards the same lifestyle or, you know, I'm not, there's a lot of things that I'm not, like, not in a negative way, but just I'm naturally not that way. Like, for me to be someone that my crush was attracted to, I'd have to be this completely different person. And that kind of helped me to get over having a crush on them because I was like, well, we're not really right for each other. Like, in my eyes, I was like, okay, like, I liked how she was and everything, um, I don't want, I don't want to go into too many details about a lot of stuff, but I mean, basically I had a crush on her because she kind of met a lot of those checkbox criteria that I was kind of looking for or thought I was looking for. But then when I noticed what she was looking for, cause that's what she found in her girlfriend. Like when I noticed that what she was looking for, I started realizing she's not looking for somebody who's like me. And so I kind of eventually... I don't think he was even slowly. It was pretty quickly I got over her. Because um, I was like, well, I'm not like that. I'm not that way. I don't work that type of job. I'm not outgoing like that. I don't, you know, do certain things, certain... There's a lot I just don't do. Um, um... Yeah. So <clears throat> Yeah. So I just I think that's mostly all that I can think of. Um then when it comes to crushes it's just kind of it can be hard to feel out. They can be so, uh, there's so much going on with them. Sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, this is like consuming so much of my energy and my focus and my time. Um, it can be just pretty challenging to have to deal with that, honestly. Um, because it's not too fun. It's like a little fun. Um, it's a little nice to have like, you know, that, uh, it's a little nice. <laughs> um, 
Um, yeah, I don't really think I have anything really else to say. I'm, my 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 head's like totally slowing down on this, so that's kind of the perspective that I take on this kind of stuff is, you know, trying to feel yourself out and the other person, see how you'd fit together. Um, and, you know, I know people who jump in really quick. Um, I used to have a client that you know, would meet somebody and immediately they'd want to be involved, but they didn't really have the trust there and they ended up just getting in any kind of relationship and they weren't able to be kind of like emotionally vulnerable. So whenever there were conversations that they needed to have, they weren't able to have those conversations um, comfortably because they were just jumping into things like, oh, you look good. I want to be with you. And then immediately they become so, so attached and like, needing this person and it's like nothing's really developed and I remember once that same client asking me like around the valentine's day time like oh do you have like a date for valentine's and they were asking me like a girl or a guy or like you know like I think a lot of my clients kind of knew that like I'm not straight and it's fine um and I was just kind of like no like I kind of met somebody but um but we're, you know, it's, it's too early to be like, I think we had met, I'd met somebody maybe like three weeks or four weeks or so before and just barely had gone out on maybe like three dates or so. Um, but had been talking maybe for like a week before that or something. Um, so it was really early and, um, it was like slow going. And so I remember the client asking me like, oh do you have like a girlfriend or a boyfriend or somebody you know and I and I was like no I'm pretty much single but like I, I'm kind of like dating somebody kind of and then the client was like oh so what you mean is that um you're dating somebody but it's not really going the way you want it to go and I was kind of like no it's just it's just too early like it's too early to just be like asking somebody to be like a valentine's day like when I barely even know if we're even, like, we're not even in a relationship. We're just kind of still, like, early dating, trying to, like, develop trust and friendship and things like that. Like, I wasn't even, like, at a stage where I would be doing anything other than, like, asking them out on, like, dates or, like, going out on dates together and stuff. Um, and the client was kind of like not able to really understand kind of that I was trying to say like it's not an appropriate time yet you know like sometimes you know I mean if you want to jump in the stuff jump in but I feel like there is you know a process of trying to feel things out first just the way I think about it is that if things come up if there are you know tough situations tough conversations you want to be able to uh, have those conversations and if you don't trust each other if you don't know how they like to communicate if they don't know how to communicate with you it's going to be really extra challenging just to do those basic things um and you'll be trying to figure that out during the relationship the whole time um but then again i mean there's no like wrong way of doing it but for me that would be like not right for my own method but just because it's not best for me doesn't mean it's not okay for other people but um, that was just like an example I was giving though but um yeah it can be tough though hang in there um hang in there like there's somebody out there for everybody um, you might think maybe that you're unattractive. That's something common. It's kind of interesting, so interesting, how many people don't find themselves attractive and think other people don't either when they're, like, really attractive people. So, um, yeah, so just hang in there. Think about it some, and good luck with everything, and I'll talk to you guys later.